Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Is this real? Have we really arrived? I believe that we have. What's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge, your daily sports betting brand of record. I am the coach, and we are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting, and it's not close. This is our very first week. I know they call it week zero, but not me. Our very first week of our college football mega preview, and this year, we've decided to do things a little bit differently. We've repositioned the pieces on the chessboard to give you the best value at home and the best hashtag education and entertainment. So with all that being said, let's bring in the stars of the show. You know them, you love them. And first and foremost, there is nobody, and I repeat, nobody at Sportsline and the Early Edge that knows more about college football than our five-tool player. Welcome once again, A.B., to your college football show. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Coach. Good afternoon, EC. And I tell you what, man, Coach, I am fired up that you are hosting this show throughout the entire season. It's going to be so much fun. And I know Chip is going to join us next week. But you know what? We're going to kick this thing off right, man. Coach, I say it back to you. Welcome in to your show. It's an honor. It's an absolute honor. And what we've decided to do, I've been telling you guys a lot. We've had a lot of meetings. We're trying to position our best talent on the biggest shows with the biggest audiences. With that said, we're still using EC anyway. Now, now in the chat, I want to lead it with this. I can't read the name because my eyes are terrible, but don't know what to be more happy about. College football being back or having EC on a best bets show. With all kidding aside, all kidding aside, EC, you're one of our absolute very best. Welcome to your first year on the Mega College Football Preview. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Coach. I am so excited. College football is my favorite sport. In fact, I have been to 185 college football games in my life, and yes, I've tracked them all. My goal is to get to 500 by the time, you know, I expire on this earth. Just have to average 80 a year until I'm 80. What are you putting the odds on that, Coach? I don't know. Plus 1,800? I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> just hope I live to 80. I'm just saying that, you <laughs> know? Nice, hey, right? math, math came early on this, uh, <laughs> this season. No kidding. By the way, I didn't know we were going to have to have our hands on the uh, block button this early in the show. Dominic, coach knows college football, question mark? Dominic. 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 Come on. I know everything, every sport, every player, everything. So this week's going to be a little bit different than what we do every single week because we're kind of morphing our mega preview with the first week of the college football season. So we're going to start with futures, and then towards the end of the show, we'll do our weekly picks as well. Are you guys ready to go? Ready to go. All right, let's do it. We're going to start with our power five, or as I like to say, the power four and a half. Sorry, EC. Conference Mm. futures. And EC, I'm going to let you go first, because in the SEC, at least on one side of it, you believe that a little team out of College Station is going to do some work. You're up. 
Yeah, I'm I'm on a Texas A&M this year, Coach. I don't know why I'm buying into uh, Jimbo Fisher, Bobby Petrino reunion, but I'm really liking A&M and at plus 550 to win the SEC West. It's worth a look. I'm not saying it's a lock, but it's worth a look. This is a team that should start 5-0 before they head to before they host Alabama on October 7th. I think they win that game. I think you can see 6-0 going to AB's Tennessee squad. Probably lose that game, but at at worst, I could or at at best, I could see ten and two or eleven and one. At worst, eight wins. I would still take the over. There, I think seven and a half is their win total. But I'll tell you what, at plus five fifty for odds like this, it's worth a sprinkle when Alabama might have a down year, and I just don't know what to expect from LSU just yet. By the way, earlier today, I was on the treadmill getting my work in. I watched the. Have you guys seen the documentary on Johnny Manziel on Netflix yeah. that just came out? Yeah. Wow. Wow, A&M, they didn't exactly take care of him, but he didn't do himself any favors either. <laughs> now, now, so Texas A&M is worth a little sprinkle, but there's a team on the other side, A.B., that has become the new dynasty in football. And if we can find a number to bet on this team, we got to take it. Who am I talking about? You were talking about the Georgia Bulldogs to win the SEC. Oh, wait, did you need an explanation? <laughs> what? what? It's Georgia. Okay, so first off, they're coming out of the East. All right, let's just take a look here. Who's going to take them out? All right, Tennessee's probably your best option, and I don't think that they're going to do it. And, Coach, what's the biggest argument against Georgia this year? The fact that they're replacing Stetson Bennett at quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You know who else is replacing their quarterback? Tennessee is replacing their quarterback. Florida is replacing their quarterback. Alabama is replacing their quarterback. Everyone is except LSU, right? So I think that Georgia is going to win the East, get to the SEC championship game. Who are they going to play? LSU? They're better than LSU. I, I just take it. Like, I don't know what to tell you. This is just an excellent price here at, what, minus 115? Take them. Georgia is going to win the SEC. Florida State has also not been very happy with the fact that they're still in the ACC. And I think the best way, A.B., for them to take out their frustrations would be to win it. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yes. Look, again, no, I'm kidding. Look, Florida State is going to handle their business here, right? Like, this is what they're going to do. They've got the ACC right in front of them. We're going to take them at plus 145. I was kidding. Like, there would be no explanation (laughs) for them either, right? Look, here's how Florida State's schedule breaks down. Week one. LSU. Now, they played LSU in week one last year, and they won the game. It was a crazy game. Finished in overtime. They won it. All right, so now they've got LSU again. Then they play Clemson two weeks from then. They have both of these games in September. If they get past Clemson, they have a bye after that, and then what? They're going to handle their business. They have Jordan Travis, the quarterback, one of the best in the country, could win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, I'm big on Florida State this year. I think Mike Norvell and his team takes a big step forward. If you haven't seen this team play in this offense play with that quarterback, they are so much fun. But what a shock. The chat is already disagreeing with EC. They're saying that LSU or Alabama are going to win the West. Well, of course. Do you want to take the chalk or do you want to take a sprinkle on some bigger odds? That's what we're trying to do here. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, interrupting my flow on a best bet, Joe? Stop it. Now, I know one of you two hosts an Arizona podcast, so sometimes you let your fandom get in the way. But yet I'm looking at my notes, and there's a play here on Arizona. Explain yourself, EC. Well, Coach, this is a square number on, on U of A's win total. It's five on DraftKings, and I think it's a great number. 
I think Arizona wins six games at minimum this season. I mean, listen, you can start three and one right off the bat. You got Northern Arizona at home at Mississippi State, probably a loss. I'd love to pick it, but I won't. You got UTEP at home, and then you got at Stanford, who's the worst team in the Pac-12. That's three and one. Potentially, if they were to upset Mississippi State, could have four and zero with Washington heading to Tucson. You never know. This team is talented, has one of the best wide receiving cores in the country, top fifteen or so, as rated by Phil Steele in his uh, in his magazine preseason magazine. I talked to Coach Jed Fish uh, on Monday. He is super excited for this team. Pointed out that they are going to be very very strong offensively once again defensively they can't be much worse than they've been in the previous two years under his uh, guidance I think they take a step forward Arizona wins at least six games I'd say minimum five maximum let's give them eight I think it's a safe bet that you at least push on this five number and by the way a little education for the you for those of you that don't do a lot of futures betting you don't want to wait till after they play a game because then the, the the numbers start to get to a place where you can't play them like Georgia to win the SEC. You got to play that right now. By the way, Jeff in the chat says, <laughs> he says, Netflix, you got so many people you're watching, I lose the, I lose the thing. I got to get back to it. Netflix has Swamp Kings, and there you go, and Manziel, but the really need, the untold, <laughs> he's winning undershirt. Oh, you guys are too much. You guys are too much. All right, we need to go to the Big 12 and also revisit the Pac-12 because even though Arizona may win more than five games, that's not going to be enough, A.B., to win the entire conference. Give me two more. Yep, so all right, we'll go to the Big 12 first, right? We're going to take Texas to win, minus 110. They're the favorite here. Yeah, look, the Big 12 has some talented teams out there, right? We saw, you know, one of them play for a national championship against Georgia. You've got Oklahoma, who says they're going to be better this year. We'll see about that. That defense was atrocious, and I don't think that's going to get much better. Look, Texas has it all. They've got Quinn Ewers, their quarterback. They've got a run game. They've got a defense, and they have a team that's motivated, and they have a head coach who is on a second chance in his coaching life down there. They all know what time it is. Take Texas to win the Big 12. This is an affordable price. Grab it while you can. Next, we're going to take USC to win the Pac-12. Look, you've got a arguably one of the best head coaches in college football, Lincoln Riley, and you have the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback coming back. And you have them at motivation because the problem with USC last year was that everyone made fun of the defense, said that it was soft, said that it wasn't ready to play against big boy teams. Well, you know what? They kind of took that personally in the offseason, and you've seen and heard and read everything about how they literally have made it a point of emphasis. And we're going to talk more about that here in just a little while. But, yeah, USC, the class of the Pac-12, which could be the last year of the Pac-12, which just sounds crazy. Saying that. It, it's really shocking what has happened. And when you're talking about Texas and USC, these are two teams that are going to different conferences in the next couple of years, and they want to prove a point. They want to move with a championship. So I love these two plays. What is it like in your neck of the woods, EC, knowing that the conference that you love so much and a lot of your friends love so much could be no more? Well, I think you think about the nostalgia of it, Coach. All the all the memories of watching, you know, our teams play their their rivals. We don't know anything better in my lifetime. That's all Arizona has known is playing USC and UCLA. So to not have those teams in the conference anymore, it's kind of depressing. With that said, I'm, everybody seems to have a newfound excitement for the new opponents that we're going to play going forward. You know, uh, for Arizona and Arizona State uh, and and Colorado and Utah going to the Big Twelve. 
I don't know about UCLA and USC. I don't know if people are as excited to go to the Big Ten, but I do think it's kind of cool to be able to watch our the traditional Rose Bowl matchups. You're going to get to see them every week. And in a way, that's kind of cool, and in a way, it kind of hurts the history of college football. I'm sure the softball team from USC is not excited about going to LAX to fly to Detroit no. to play <laughs> Michigan at Michigan State. I highly doubt that. All right, let's talk a little college football playoff, or at least teams that could get there. And again, as we move throughout the year, we're going to be really, really smart about what we do. We will revisit these because sportsbooks, keeps odds for these all the time. They may change. They may shift. We may see new teams. You never know, but we'll be on top of it. So, EC, let me come to you because as I look at the Pac-12 championship game and the Texas Tech to win the Big 12 pick, these are an exacta and also kind of a flyer, kind of a flyer. Not a lot of people are talking about Tech, but I want to hear both from you. Well, and I'll explain the Texas Tech pick in a sec, Coach, but I think AB spot on with USC to win the Pac-12 I just don't think one plus 170 are the odds that I'm looking for. So who are they going to beat in the Pac-12 championship game? I'm not as high on Oregon this year, and I'm not as high on Utah. So I'm going to go with Washington and Michael Penix Jr., who I'm sure I'll talk about in a little bit here. USC over Washington is plus 1,000, so 10 to 1 on FanDuel. I think it's a great value for a Washington team that could be 8-0 uh, during the regular season. They, they have a tougher schedule later in the season. But I don't think they beat USC. I think they lose both games to the Trojans. But I do think a 10-1 to 1 to, to at least get to the, the uh, Pac-12 championship game can always hedge if you have to because you know the, the Huskies will be an underdog very likely if, if Caleb Williams is healthy for USC. I think it's a safe play. And as I said, I love big odds like this. As far as Texas Tech goes, now this isn't to win the Big 12. This is to make the Big 12 championship game at plus 450. So here's what I like about that. I, I love AB's pick of Texas. I think it's the right play. Texas, Quinn Ewers, they're loaded this season. Texas Tech, they bring back all 11 starters on offense. Joey McGuire has done a great job over there, and their schedule is actually favorable. Funny thing is these two teams play in the final week of the regular season and then could meet a week later in the Big 12 championship game. I can make an argument that Texas Tech could be 10-2 and with their schedule going into the Big 12 championship game with a loss to Texas in the final week of the year. Here's the thing about the Big 12 that a lot of people don't realize. The other teams, the other conferences like the SEC or the Pac-12, uh, Big 10, they're divided. The Big 12 is not. It's the top two teams make it to the championship game, which is why EC just said that. And you know what's beautiful about being part of hashtag the crew here at the Early Edge? That for weeks now, EC has been trolling Steve Scott on our Early Wedge show. Well, guess who's in the chat right now for our college football mega preview? He is an alumni of the Florida Gators, and he wrote just moments ago, Florida Gators are going to win it all. And somebody <laughs> said, Steve, you're dreaming just a little bit. And he says, ah, let me dream a little bit. How about Steve Scott on the eve of the tour championship taking time to come to the show? And if you're watching live right now, you still have time to watch the early wedge to get you set for the tour championship tomorrow, which I'll be calling on PGA Tour Live. Can, see, can, can I say one thing real quick? Of course, of course. Can I be interrupt you? First yeah. off, it's awesome that Steve's in the chat, in the show live. Number two, look, Florida's going to be better than people think. Billy Napier has oh, done a great oh, job. Please. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, Florida's going to be better than people think. There's talent all over that roster. Their team total, I believe, is set at five and a half wins. Um, okay. They're going to be able to grab some wins in the SEC East. There are definitely some teams to grab there. The tough game is that they start off against Utah. Right. So we'll see about that one. That one is in Utah. But other than that, man, yeah, five and a half right there. Dude, I'm telling you, man, Florida's going to be better than people think. And, and AB, I want, let me say something about that Utah game next week. So the line started at eight and a half. It's down to five. 
because the status of Utah's quarterback Cam Rising is uncertain towards ACL in the Rose Bowl uh, in early January. I don't like Florida this year because I am not a Graham Mertz believer. He was awful at Wisconsin, and I don't think he's going to miraculously turn it around. Steve, I'd love for you to give me some golf lessons when you're out here in Arizona again, but I'm sorry. I got to be honest with you. I'm not bullish on the Gators. I told you guys at the top of the show, nobody knows more about college football. And a lot of the times where we separate ourselves is the ad lib stuff like that right there. We weren't even going to talk about Florida today. We weren't even talk about Utah today. And look what happens based off the chat. That's what we do here at the early edge. Hashtag educate and entertain. Do you want to do the work? I didn't think so. Now, maybe I'm looking at two teams. Now, it's not going to be too long from now where we're going to have way more than four teams in the playoffs. And I, for one, can't wait for that. But that's still what we have this year. And you like two teams. See what I did there? Two teams <laughs> nice. to make the college football playoff. Talk to me. Yep, absolutely. So if you go to DraftKings, right, they have some wagering options to where it's a futures parlay, which sounds crazy. I would usually never, ever play these, but I like these two teams. So what it is, Texas to make the college football playoff, Florida State to make the college football playoff, priced at plus 1,600. And I'm going to keep it simple. You know why? Because if Texas wins the Big 12, they're definitely going <laughs> because that brand makes more money than anybody. All right, And then Florida State, if they win the ACC like we believe that they're going to, they're going to go to the college football playoff. So, look, I- I'm just I'm using the data and the knowledge and, quite frankly, just the historicals. And Florida State being a team that hasn't been there in a while, right? Like that's it's a, it's a story that could be sold because Florida State fans show up and make money. So yeah, Texas, Florida State, put it together, sixteen hundred. And it's also really, really smart because you're taking two teams from outside of the SEC. That's part of the problem with being a part of the SEC is you beat each other up. Yep. And if you're not Georgia or Alabama, it's really, really hard to get to the college football playoff. Smart play by you, AB. Now, EC, let me come back to you because it's not a shock to me <laughs> that you would pick a Pac-12 team to make it to the college football playoffs. So I'm assuming everybody knows the name of the team, but I would love for you in 15 or 20 seconds to tell me why you think USC will get there. The schedule is there for the Trojans coach at plus 250. How many regular season games are they going to lose? Plus 250 to make the playoffs? They maybe lose one at most. They're going to beat Washington, as I just predicted, in the Pac-12 championship game. Caleb Williams will be invited to New York for the Heisman Trophy once again. I don't know if he wins. But he's that good. I think the defense can't be any worse than last year. USC is making it to the Final Four. Now, from there, I wouldn't pick him to go any further. I love this pick. I think Caleb Williams has – it's going to be an audition for the NFL for him. He wants to be the number one overall pick, and he needs to play like it. And to play like it, you got to play in the playoffs. you got to get your team there if you play in the Pac-12. Now, Snake, let's throw up Chip's picks because he gave us – he said, hey, guys, I know I can't make it on the show this week, but I've got some win totals that I want to give out. And I would love for each one of you, and I'll start with you, EC. Chip loves Oklahoma State over 6.5, Minnesota under 7.5, Illinois over 6.5, West Virginia under 5.5, Pitt over 7 wins, Boston College over 5.5 wins. Let's leave it up so people can get Chip's picks there for maybe 15 or 20 seconds, Snake. But EC, which of those picks from Chip do you really like? I'm all over the Pittsburgh one, Coach. I think it's a great play by Chip. They open with Wofford, Cincinnati, and then at West Virginia, that's 3-0. Host North Carolina, you can get four there. At Virginia Tech, you can be 5-0. Hey, host Louisville, that's 6-0. Then at Wake Forest, you can make an argument 7-0 right there in your first seven games. 
That's all we need. Even if they go six and one, I think they can find at least two wins the rest of the way. I think it's a great pick by Chip. Very good. AB, what do you like? AB? Yeah, like, I, I, look, I like the pit. All right. Like, I like that play over seven wins. I really, really do. That being said, all right, I'm going to go Illinois here. All right. I kind of dig exactly what he's going for in this. And I'll tell you why. Because their head coach, Mr. Saturday Night, all right, Brett Bielema, <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. Brett Bielema is a hell of a football coach. And this team is going to be better offensively than people think. They're definitely going to be better defensively than people think. And that's a very you know, lowish number in terms of them getting. I understand it. It is Illinois. But, yeah, give me Brett Bielema. I'll take that over. You know that old saying, oh, that guy overachieved in marriage? If you guys don't know, <laughs> yeah. Brett Bielema won the sweepstakes for overachieving <laughs> in marriage. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Now, let's he talk. He can recruit. Clearly, he can recruit in his own house. All right. Now, a lot of times in college football, we get wrapped up in the brands, the mascots, the team names, and not necessarily the players. But this year, Caleb Williams comes back. It's not always the case that a Heisman Trophy winner comes back. There are the odds on the screen. Thank you, Snake. So, EC, I'm sure, I am 100% sure you're going to pick Caleb Williams to repeat and become a two-time Heisman winner. Would I be correct? You would be incorrect, Coach. That is a bad bet because, listen, there's only been one repeat Heisman Trophy winner in the history Archie. of college football, Arch Archie Griffin in the 70s. We know that. So I'm going to go with two little bit longer shots here. Let's talk about Michael Penix Jr. from Washington at plus 1,600. He had a 4,600-yard and 31-touchdown passing season uh, last year. Let's say he goes 4,000 in the regular season and 35 touchdowns. He's getting an invitation to New York, assuming Washington makes the Pac-12 championship game. And then who is the best non-quarterback in college football? It's probably Marvin Harrison Jr. of Ohio State. You can get 30-1 to 1 on him on FanDuel. Last year, 77 catches, 1,263 yards, and 14 touchdowns. Now, you don't have C.J. Stroud throwing to him. We don't know if it's going to be Kyle McCord or Devin Brown. But if he can get 1,500 yards and 20 touchdowns, he's also getting an invite to New York, and that is what we're looking for at 30-1. to 1. I start to feel, even though I look like the 25-year-old that I always have been, when you start to see juniors mm -hmm. of players you watched when you were in college, their fathers, that starts to make me feel old. And Marvin Harrison was one of the great wide receivers mm -hmm. of all time. Mm -hmm. And now You want to hear, you you hear a nugget about Marvin Harrison Jr.? Always. This is how good that he is. He didn't drop a pass until the Michigan game. That's the last game of the season. Wow. <laughs> this dude is unbelievable. He's unbelievable. And, and let's be honest. Hey, A.B., if, if he doesn't get hurt against Georgia, yeah. they're beating the Bulldogs and they win the national championship. 100%. That was the national championship game. Yeah. I thought. I yeah. thought. I thought. And I was hey. at the Fiesta Bowl with the, the other game, Coach. I was at TCU, Michigan. Great game. But that we, we knew, everybody knew it was going to be Georgia or Ohio State was winning that national championship. The TCU-Michigan game, one of the great betting stories of my lifetime. I was at the club. We bet the over in the second half eight different times. Well, and the last that. one, yeah. remember that? Over yeah. 93 and still hit all of them. 51-45 your final. Thank you very much. Legendary. A.B., I'm sure you're picking Kayla Williams, correct? I have not. Although, 
I like Caleb Williams. He's a good dude, good player, right? But look, I'm going to go with the story that makes a lot of sense. Quinn Ewers in Texas. Look, Texas is arguably one of the largest brands in all of college sports. It makes sense. If they're there and good, Quinn Ewers is winning the Heisman Trophy because one, it means he had a great season. But number two, I mean, it's the branding, right? Like, I mean, he's going to get a larger push than almost anyone in the country. Texas, the city of Austin, has more money than anybody, right? Like, I mean, he's just going to get the push. If Texas is good, like we think that they're going to be, Quinn Ewers is going to win the Heisman Trophy. Snake, can I see those odds one more time? I'm coming back to AB. Jeff says, no one liking Drake May's Heisman odds. What are his Heisman odds? Are they up there? Yeah, there they are. Plus 1,800. What do you think about that, AB? Yeah, I mean, he's a good quarterback, right? Like, the thing is with it's North Carolina, and he had a, he didn't have a great season last year either, right? Like, we're, we're really talking about his talent from two years ago. So, does he have a bounce back or not? If he does, I mean, he could absolutely win that thing, but we'll see. Yeah, but I also don't think this team wins more than seven or eight games at most, and you're not winning the Heisman Trophy as a quarterback winning only eight games. That's a great point. That's absolutely a great point. And I will tell you guys this again. The Heisman, you want to get the best odds. You guys, It's kind of a, a rolling of the dice because once they start having really good games, you're going to see these numbers all over the place, and then it's too late, especially if Caleb Williams gets off to a red-hot start. It's very hard to overcome the person I who just – Yes. What, 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 I, I can't. I can't see real well. What's that name at the bottom on the? Oh, here we go. Uh, Joe Milton. <laughs> Joe Milton's not winning the Heisman Trophy, but I just like seeing his name. <laughs> I, I knew you would go there, of course. <laughs> now, one of the great things, and I tell you guys this all the time because I've had some really cool jobs in my career. I've been very, very lucky, but I've never had more fun. And I'm going to be here for the rest of my career. We love working for CBS. And they're always working behind the scenes to make our jobs a little bit easier. And when you've got the Big Ten and the SEC both calling us home, oh, snake, hit it. And it all starts a week from Saturday live on CBS. The Big Ten and the SEC. Now, the word of the week. We're ready for our board is going to be careful. Be very, very careful in college football. It's a new year every single year. It's not like the NFL. It's not like the same players that are playing. You got a lot of new guys. So be very careful. So I've kind of pulled in the reins a little bit this week on EC. He wanted to give us 12 picks. I said, you get three. You get three. EC, you're up, big boy. All right, let's start with UTEP and Jacksonville State over 53 and a half. I got this at minus 105. So UTEP plays Arizona in a few weeks. I'll see that game in Tucson. And Jacksonville State is coached by one of my favorites uh, who actually ran into at uh, the good old Texas Roadhouse out here in Scottsdale. And, man, that's Coach Rich Rodriguez. And this is uh, Jacksonville State's first game in, in FBS and in Conference USA. And let's be honest, how can I play a Rich Rod team to ever hit an under? Last year, <laughs> even though they were in FCS, 8-2-1 and one to the over this number. Now, UTEP has eight starters back from a team that scored 30 or more points in five of their last seven. I think you see a shootout in Alabama. That's where Jacksonville State is on Saturday. So we're rolling with the over 53 and a half. This one's a little risky. San Diego State minus two and a half against Ohio. So the Aztecs are going to try to control the line of scrimmage and, and just kind of keep the ball out of Ohio's potent offense and keep them off the field. Their goal is to run the ball early and often. And here's the thing about Ohio. They played three defenses last year in the top 25 in yards per game, and in those three games, they combined for 27 points. Penn State, Iowa State, and Toledo. I would lean towards the under here because I hate betting overs 
when it comes to San Diego State, but I think they defend their home turf at Snapdragon Stadium. I will take the two and a half. It's a little risky. I'm not hammering it, but I like it. And then finally, it's a Pac-12 game. I have to have some money on it. (laughs) This is the best number I could find, Coach. San Jose State plus 31 against USC at minus 110. So the reason I'm taking San Jose State, this game has backdoor cover written all over it. Can't you see Caleb Williams being out of the game at the end of the third quarter? And Chavin Cordero for San Jose State, 23 touchdowns, six interceptions in 2022, going to lead them to two fourth-quarter touchdowns. And let's say somewhere in the 48 48-24 range, we're going to backdoor this and be happy with our plus 31. There is nothing better or worse than at 12.30 a.m. you're sweating, needing San Jose State, the Spartans, to score a touchdown to backdoor cover. But I'm here for it. There, Damn it, no, am there, I here for it? There are worse things when you're driving home in pitch black from watching your team get its butts kicked two hours south, and then you're sweating that listening on the radio. That's when you know you're a sick person. <laughs> hey, can, I, can I give you a uh, a butterfly effect nugget on what yeah. E.T. just said? Interesting. Yeah. Please. Here you go. Rich Rodriguez had accepted the head football coaching job at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Stepped away two days later. They hired Nick Saban. If he didn't leave, they never hire Nick Saban. And I'll take it one step further. Do you know who the reporter was on that beat that broke that story? Uh, Alan Bell. Ian Rappaport. From NFL Network? Really? Really? Yep. Wow. If Rich Rod doesn't leave, the whole Nick Saban thing does not. History of football changes. That's why they went to get him from the Miami Dolphins. Because the AD literally said, go get him or... I, rem- I remember that week. That, I remember that week. And there was private jets flying all over the place. There was the news was out at every private airport in the Southeast trying to figure out where Nick Saban was going to be at. Rich Rock has had quite the college football career. Hey, maybe you can go back to Michigan. They need a head coach for three weeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right. AB, I gave EC three. So only to make it fair, I want three from you. You're up. Yes, sir. All right. So you're going to sense a trend here. All right. So first off, Going to take Notre Dame second half team total over 16 and a half at minus 125. Now, playing against Navy, they're playing in Ireland. All right. So understand that they're both teams are going to another country here. Look, but I think that this works for this game and probably others across college football in week zero, week one, whatever you want to call it, that you might have sluggish starts, right? Like you just might have a, you know, first series. Doesn't go anywhere, punt. Second series, didn't go anywhere, punt. But you're going to put it together, all right? And Notre Dame's definitely going to do that. They're going to win the game. They're going to put it on Navy. But it might take them a little bit to do it. So I'm going to take them in the second half, team total, and we're getting that under the key number of 17. Grab it while it's 16 and a half. Second, New Mexico State, same deal. EC, you spoke about it earlier, right? I'm not going to go too further in on it. Second half, team total, over 12 and a half, minus 120 again. We're getting this number under 13. Uh, what's the spread currently? Six and a half in this game. Is that right, EC? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. I, yeah. I think I mean, I think that they win by double digits, to be completely honest with you. And I think they keep hammering it in the second half. So, yeah, we're going to play that. Get it under 13. All right, two touchdowns gets us there. Touchdown, two field goals, whatever you want to get down on. But, yeah, over 12 and a half. And lastly, all right, you know what? I'm going to call the bluff. Oh. San Jose State, USC, 
under 66 and a half. This this total is already on the move. I think it opened at 62 and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've already seen four points of it going up. And it might go up even more, but I don't think it's too terribly much. I'm going to call the bluff. One, I think that USC gets up early in this game, and they probably take Caleb Williams out because they're not going to get him hurt coming off of injury. And number two, what we spoke about with USC – the defense was the focus all offseason. I think that they're going to play as tough as humanly possible against a San Jose State team. So USC might score 45 points. I don't think San Jose State scoring much at all. So I'm going to take the under 66 and a half. Wow. So you disagree with EC. A couple of things from the chat based off of what you just said. So is USC, because normally when it's a plus 31, usually the first half spread is, I haven't even looked yet, 17, 18. Normally it's a little bit more than half. Would you like USC AB in the first half? Then I got one for you, EC. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't hate it. It's just there's so much risk, right? Like I, I would stay away from it. I would get a feel on them first. But they're going to score. Like, it's going to happen. It's just such a big number. And then Jess says, my book has Caleb passing yards at 310 in week zero. Play EC or stay away? Yeah, I'd probably think he could do that in three quarters. Uh, he's not playing, as, as AB and I agree, he's not playing more than three quarters. But I think he's going to air it out. Uh, former Arizona receiver Dorian Singer is their number one now at USC. Expect him to have a big game as well. I had to take that over. Remember, Caleb's, Caleb's trying to play for the Heisman Trophy again, Coach. He's trying to put pad those stats while he can. I'd say that over 310 seems about right. See, that's why I would stay away from your San Jose State pick because of that reason and that reason alone. Lincoln Riley doesn't care about other coaches' feelings. No. At but all. Coach, Coach, in the last two years – San Jose State's biggest loss has been 31 twice. They haven't lost by more than that. I wouldn't play 30 and a half, but 31, I can at least get a push. I will take it. 31. If I'm making a play to get a push at plus 31, I'm not making the play. No, no, no. No, but to be safe, but I'm saying to be safe. I mean, if you want to play 30 and a half, then buy it down to, you know, 28 and a half and make some extra juice on it. It's the way I look at it. Well, I would probably buy it to 31 and a half if if that was the case. And I'd take the juice the other way. Oh, I love this already. Damn it, do I love this already. We will be here every single week, every single Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time with these two and, of course, the great Chip Patterson. But let's look at those week zero picks one more time. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is, oh, and we have four from Chip. Look at that. But EC is on UTEP. Jacksonville State over 53 and a half. San Diego State minus two and a half. It's like pulling teeth to bet on them. San Jose State plus 31, then AB. And Big Cheesy said it in the chat. He goes, his second Half team totals last year were fire. Notre Dame over C, second half team total over 16 and a half. New Mexico State, second half team total over 12 and a half. Then San Jose State and USC were going under 66 and a half, 48 17. Oh, that would be 65. You would hit, and EC would push. And then Chip, he's got four big plays New Mexico State minus six and a half, Ohio plus two and a half, USC in the first half. So that's why I asked the play to see if AB agreed with Chip, because Chip does say it's USC minus 16 and a half, and Jacksonville State is a pick Remember, not everybody's going to agree. That's why you watch the show, and you take the information for yourself, and you make your own selections. If you agree with us, that's great. If you roll with us, that's great. But you don't have to. That's why we have multiple minds. Real quick, since this is kind of a specialty show, you know I like to end every one of these shows asking my guys, What's the number one most important thing you're looking forward to in college football? A.B., let's start with you. 
Everybody knows where I'm going with this. Tennessee first quarters. We hit nine <laughs> out of 12 last year. Josh Heupel has the fastest offense in the country. And if you haven't seen this quarterback, Joe Milton, he can legitimately throw it 700 yards. I'm not lying. This dude has a missile on his arm. Tennessee first quarters. Yeah, we're going to be riding them. But he will not be winning the Heisman. That no. has been made clear. EC, what about you? Well, coach, it's the end of the Pac-12, and so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing these matchups for probably the final time that we're ever going to see them. You know, Arizona at USC, UCLA at Arizona. Every week, uh, starting in September, Arizona is pretty much going to be playing a team that I'm not going to see again. So it's it'll be fun to see some of these rivalries uh, for the last time. And that's kind of what I'm looking forward to also, but from a different angle. I want to see how these schools, how these coaches, how these players start to attack their schools leaving or going to a different conference. Because in the next couple of years, college football is going to look completely different. We're going to have a much bigger playoff. We're going to have much bigger conferences. And we just got to get used to it. So this year starts that migration all over the place. But the one thing we do know, college football is the best. And we're going to be here with it and for it every single week. So with all that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these week zero and future college football tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, Lobo, EC, AB, Chip, we're thinking about you. We'll see you next week. And, of course, the snake. Nobody works harder than the snake. Always on the ones and twos, making this show look like a million bucks. I am simply the coach. Trying to keep this train on said track. We grind for you so we can win with you. It's truly what we're all about right here at the Early Edge. Good luck. <laughs>